Hey, number 62. 62. Day 62. Joe hasn't mentioned the Americans he abandoned. Their families, green card holders, or Afghan allies we made a promise to in over 40 days. Um, Joe Biden earlier today stares at reporters while ignoring all their questions. Can we ask you about inflation? Ignore. What's the message to the American people concerned about the disruptions in the supply chain? Silence. Crickets. He hasn't, he hasn't taken a single question in seven days. I think it's 70 days since he's done a real press conference. He said he did a press conference. He took four questions. Four. U.S. supply chain is so snarled. And this is the part that really, really pisses me off. You know, the, the, the absolute callous comments of everybody in the Biden administration. Everybody. Um, you know, we have the great puppeteer, and that would be the, the chief of staff, this guy, Ron Klain, uh, who probably makes more decisions about the country than Joe does, you know, claiming, you know, calling the supply chain chaos high class problems. Really? That's that's your answer. That's that. That's what your message to the American people. And Jen Psaki, what about what about gifts for kids for Christmas? Um, well, we're not the, we're not the Postal Service. We're not UPS. We're not FedEx. I'm like, oh, is that what you want parents to tell the kids when the presents that they were praying that Santa would bring and they can't get them because the supply chain is a mess on top of every other mess that Biden has made for the country or, or Pete Buttigieg, you know, out there saying, well, there are two types of Christmas shoppers, those that get their Christmas presents by Halloween and people like me that do it on Christmas Eve. Yeah, you're not going to get what you want. That's it. Oh, that's like, you know, Jimmy Carter, put your heat down. You got to be kidding. It's just just callous. It is thoughtless. Great. You want to look the kids in the eye and say, sorry, um, you know, a little boy or girl. Sorry. I know the little doll that you really wanted so bad that you were begging Santa for and asking for the last six months that Santa might bring for you. Yeah. Santa said no. Santa Santa had a supply chain problem. Santa, we're not getting things into the country. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now we're being told this could last well into 2022 and maybe even beyond. Oh, and by the way, I have some other great news for you today. Wholesale inflation prices jumped a staggering 8.6%. Wholesale prices, yep. Retailers, when retailers have to pay an 8.6% price increase to wholesalers, those retailers, they're going to pass that tax, that Biden tax on to you. The 8.6% price increase you will pay for. Any increase, by the way, in that they've incurred, like their overhead. Yep, if you have to pay more to heat and cool your office, your home, you're going to pay more in rent. You're going to pay more for your house. Biden's higher corporate taxes, they too will be passed on to you. Just like he's begging OPEC. To produce more oil, they said no, because he gave up energy independence. He only gave a waiver to Vladimir Putin, and he's making Russia rich again. But I guess they, they've been longtime business partners, the Bidens and the, and the Russians and Vladimir. Inflation up 8.6% in September compared to last year. It's, a, it's another sign of an unmitigated disaster. The final demand index rose 8.6%, the largest advance since 2010, when they were first calculated in November of 2010. I mean, the largest ever. 
The price of wholesale goods led the inflation categories. 80% of the past year's inflation attributed to the cost of everything costing more. All of it preventable. The borders preventable. You would have kept the stay in Mexico policy, keep building the wall, and and not bring back catch and release and even making it more liberal and make it process and release. And here's a request form if you feel like showing up to court. You know, these people are clueless. I mean, never mind the folks at the lower end of the economic scale. Who's getting hurt the most here? All right, you can say, Sean Hannity, you come on. You can afford higher gas prices. You can afford to heat and cool your home. And your answer is yes. But I remember when I only had 200 bucks in the bank. I remember for years struggling to pay my rent. I remember the cars I bought. I bought a $200 former Providence gas company van that ran on propane. Uh, and then they switched it back to gasoline before I bought it. And it was a mess. I paid 200 bucks, best 200 bucks I ever spent. A 1971 Ford Maverick I bought for 350 bucks. And I fixed all these cars myself. And I'd paint them myself. I'd nearly destroyed my lungs spraying Imeron one time. Um, because that's all I could afford. That's all I could afford. Who is getting hurt here the most? Now, I just still have the mindset. I don't know why. You know, it shouldn't bother me. All right, I paid 35 bucks more now to fill my gas tank. And you're saying, Hannity, stop whining. I, I don't know. It's just instinctive in me because the, the mindset that I had when I didn't have any money, I still have that mindset. And I was paying 2 or $3 less for a pound of thick-cut Oscar Mayer bacon. I hate paying 2 or 3 bucks more than I used to pay. And it's not Oscar Mayer that's doing it. Costs more to distribute it. Costs more to make it. You know, supply chain issues. They're not doing it on purpose. They want to sell as much of that thick-cut bacon as they can. And it's really good, by the way. And, oh, but this, these are high-class problems. No, they're not high-class problems. It's just the opposite. This, these are problems for the poor and middle class in this country that you say you have a monopoly of compassion for. Saki even saying the supply chain crisis is a good thing. She actually said this. You know, school cafeterias running out of food. Christmas toy suppliers for Target and Walmart are disappearing. Costco, same thing. And Jen Psaki, paid propagandist, telling reporters that it's time for the American people to stop complaining and look on the bright side. We're at this point because the unemployment rate has come down and and been cut in half because people are buying more goods, because people are traveling, and because demand is up and the economy is turning back on. That's not true. She Just like, oh, we're not, we don't need to COVID test these illegal immigrants because they're not going to be here very long. These people just lie with abandon. We're at this point because we've made progress in our economy. You're lying, Jen. Stop lying. And what would be worse, in our view, is if the unemployment rate was at 10%. Oh, is that the only choice? Unbelievable. By the way, how many Americans actually know that more people have died from COVID in 2021 than 2020? I don't see fake news CNN or MSDNC. You know, remember how many people infected today? How many people hospitalized today? What's the total death count to date? They only do that for Donald Trump. He had three vaccines and monoclonal antibodies that apparently he didn't know about till two and a half weeks ago. Now schools are being slammed by shortages uh, as the Biden supply chain crisis gets worse and worse. Even NBC News reporting this. You know, the supply chain disruptions have upended the beginning of the school year for districts all across the country because food shortages are now forcing officials to find creative ways to adequately feed them. And by the way, a cargo container used to be three grand. Huh. 
Not in this market. Now it's up to 30 grand. And places like Costco and Target and all these, you know, I think they're great companies. They're scrambling to get chartered flights and and rent or buy their own ship so they can get this stuff to port and sell it because they want to serve their customers. High class problems. We're not UPS. We're not FedEx. Well, if you're a late Christmas shopper like me, too bad. Go tell Johnny and Susie, you know, it's a supply chain issue. Santa Santa couldn't overcome it. It's just a buck 50 more a gallon. I, I mean, all of this should make every American sick. You know, it just is. It's unbelievable. It's not a top priority. Saki defending Ron Klain's Twitter habits after, you know, oh, this is a this is a high class problem. And then, of course, now, you know, what's trending on Twitter and, and other social media? Empty shelves, Joe. Supply crane. On, it's, it's trending everywhere. And everyone's sharing pictures, images of their stores that are bare, that have nothing on them. Just went food shopping again. Thanks. Hashtag empty shelves, Joe. Frustrated shoppers sharing these these bare aisles and stores all across the country. Hashtag empty, empty shelves, Joe. Now, here's an interesting tidbit. I bet the media mob won't tell you. Yeah, Joe Biden actually talked once about food shortages and supply chain issues. Yeah, that was uh, against Donald Trump and the campaign. He said, I'm not blaming the food shortages, uh, the supply chain. I'm blaming Donald Trump. Listen. Do we not have that? So what he said is we don't have a food shortage problem. We have a leadership problem. Okay, Joe, finally you said something right. I agree with you. You're a horrible leader. You, what you've done to our fellow citizens in, in Afghanistan is repulsive. What you've allowed to happen at the border, you know, you, you, you swore an oath to uphold the law of the land and our Constitution. Now you're aiding and abetting law-breaking, giving preferential treatment even to illegal immigrants that are not respecting our laws, our borders, and our sovereignty. I'm for immigration, legal immigration. And I don't give a rip where you come from, what continent you come from, what country you come from. I, everyone needs a health check, a security check, and everyone needs to show that they have the means to take care of themselves once they get here. And then welcome to America, because that's what happened to my grandparents. But do it legally. Do, I support legal immigration. You know, Biden continues his newfound tradition, turning his back on reporters. He won't answer a single question. He's making Jimmy Carter at this point look like a great president. This is all of this is going to just get worse. Yeah, we don't have a food shortage problem. We have a leadership problem. Well, he's right on one thing. And I'm telling you right now, Americans, they don't like empty store shelves. We expect better and we should expect better. Every crisis from the border to Afghanistan to the high cost of energy impacting the entire economy, all self-inflicted preventable tragedies caused by Joe's radical views, his radical New Green Deal socialism. That's what all of it is. And the callousness of his staff and Ron Klain and Jen Psaki and Pete Buttigieg is repulsive also. All of this preventable. Joe won't say a word to the Chinese either about what they're doing to Taiwan as they plan their reunification or takeover of Taiwan. Why would you give Vladimir Putin a waiver and fire Keystone XL pipelines? It's unbelievable. You know, Larry Summers 
excoriating the Federal Reserve policymakers paying too much attention to social issues than pandemic induced inflation surge. And he says, this is about this is the worst I've ever seen in my life. He's not wrong. The supply chain, this was in the Epic Times, the backlog will last until the summer of next year, 2022. We know what that means. It's going to be a pretty big campaign issue. Prices are surging. Gas is apparently running out, having to negotiate this this new Green Deal socialism. All, all the, I have the vapors for them. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Biden's pick for banking regulator won't hand over the thesis. Uh, apparently, the name is, I'm going to mispronounce it. It's not done on purpose. Uh, Saul Amarova. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But anyway, President Biden's nominee to head the Office of Comptroller and, and Currency, OCC, refusing to hand over to the Senate Banking Committee, her university thesis on Marxism written during her time in the Soviet Union. Apparently, she grew up in the Soviet Union, had scrubbed uh, any mention of the thesis from her resume, according to the Washington Free Beacon. She also praised the now defunct socialist government for its lack of gender pay gap and was a vocal critic of big banks and Wall Street uh, calling for a publicly managed banking system overseen by the Federal Reserve. That's called socialism, taking over by definition, industry, etc. And uh, and to end banking as we know it. This is the person that we're going to make the banking regulator. I mean, you look at the list of Joe Biden's radicals that he's put in his cabinet around him. It's a disaster. They're all radical. The more radical each one is more radical than the next. Biden in Connecticut today trying to promote his build back better agenda that is just collapsing. There's no there's no support for this. Then you got poor Kristen Cinema. She's got so tired of being chased into bathrooms and videotaped by Joe Biden's woke mob. Anyway, she now is left for Europe. Nobody seems to know exactly where she is. Good for her. Hope she enjoys her vacation. And when Joe Biden, I guess, wants to harangue, apparently the White House is getting very angry now and fed up. The time for negotiations are over. Okay, what are you going to bully them into voting the way you want? I don't. I, I, so far, I'm I'm thinking Mansions at one point five and is going to stick there. Yeah, if I have, if I had to give you my best guess, he'll go up to two, two two maybe. I don't know what Cinema's going to do. Anyway, she's in Europe. Um, and she took part in fundraising efforts for the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee. And one of those events is in Paris, apparently. And her office declined to say where she would be going in Europe or for how long or how the trip was being paid for. I'm sure she followed the rules. If you don't follow the rules, it's just pretty dumb. I mean, the thing is, and I know these words, people don't really understand, like, what a filibuster is. What budget reconciliation, using the reconciliation is all about, or what cloture is all about. You know, Chad Pergram did a, a pretty good piece up for Fox and put out there uh, the price tag he suggests is it's not going to be three, five. What he's hearing on Capitol Hill is it's more likely the one point five suggested by Manchin. OK, we'll see. Uh, now you have the radical socialism in the Democratic Party. They're, they're throwing a fit. And that these are the people harassing Mansion and Cinema. Anyway, so you know we'll see what happens. It, 
uh, let's see if Mitch caves again with with his fellow Republicans on the debt ceiling. Nothing surprises me. It's just it's so pathetic. Uh, but Senate, senators can filibuster pretty much any bill they want. And you bypass the filibuster when you get cloture, 60 votes. OK, you need 60 votes. The motion is then has the ability legally to proceed within the rules of the Senate. That's hard to get. We have a 50-50 split. Tiebreakers, Vice President Harris, officially known as the President of the Senate. You only need a simple majority to pass most bills in the Senate, but you can't get to that point unless you get the 60 votes to, to, to make, bring it to the floor for consideration. Now you can skate around the filibuster with, quote, budget reconciliation. The 60 votes then go out the window. Number one, the issue of reconciliation is most people don't know what it is. It's 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 very limited in what you can do with reconciliation. Now, both parties have used it famously that that's how Obamacare was passed. And I still don't believe it. It met the standard to be used as in the in the reconciliation process. Remember, Scott Brown was elected to stop it. They wouldn't have gotten cloture anyway, but Republicans tried to use reconciliation to repeal and replace Obamacare. They lacked the votes. Legislation like Obamacare, the GOP tax cuts, they wouldn't have cleared the filibuster 60 vote hurdle. So the reconciliation bill is exempt from the filibuster. Okay, you only need 51 votes to pass that. Now they got the problem. That's why Manchin and Cinema how much have so much power here. If one of them doesn't go along with this, it's over. Um, unless one Republican, you know, Lisa Murkowski or Mitt Romney or whoever joins on board with the Democrats. But but then there's only certain policies that would qualify for reconciliation. Dem- Democrats twice now have tried to sneak in amnesty into the reconciliation process. It's not a fit. Obamacare was a fit because of the financial issues surrounding it. Tax cuts are an obvious pass through the reconciliation process. But it's reserved usually for taxes, entitlements, Medicare, Medicaid, and fiscal issues. All right? So you you can't pass uh, amnesty. You can't pass gun control. You can't. There's so much you can't do here. Now, that's why Democrats are fighting hard and want to get rid of the filibuster. Again, Manchin saying, no way, I'm not getting rid of the filibuster. Donald Trump wanted Mitch McConnell to get rid of the filibuster because he, he knew the majority of Democrats wanted to do it themselves and likely would. So anyway, that is a small, small little scope of what's going on. I know it gets technical. I know most people that have real jobs every day don't follow this crap, but that's that's why we are where we are. And the Senate parliamentarian is named Elizabeth McDonough, and she makes the call and she decides, you know, for example, what qualifies for reconciliation and twice has said no amnesty doesn't qualify. So this is where we are. And the only reason this didn't collapse earlier is because, yeah, Mitch caved again, predictably. He's caved a lot. By the way, at the top of the hour, we're going to go over what this Biden Supreme Court packing the courts commission had. Interestingly, they did not come back unanimously with this idea of packing the courts, but they're talking about term limits. They, They want any way they can. Democrats want to accumulate power. That's why they want to get rid of the filibuster. That's why they want D.C. statehood, Puerto Rico statehood. They think those will be four reliable Senate seats in perpetuity. That's what they think. 
you know, we keep talking about all these countries that you, you can buy citizenship into. You know, how, how much would if we sold citizenship as a country, we could charge 20 million dollars. We could charge a fortune and make a fortune. Uh, and Democrats want to offer the, the greatest gift you could ever give somebody in another country. Citizenship. Now, I say this as somebody that's very pro immigration, legal immigration. In other words, you have to have a security check. You have to have a health check. And you have to have the means to take care of yourself and not be a burden on the American people. And I don't care where you come from then. Welcome to America. Welcome to our family. That, that's my attitude. But you'll give something of value like citizenship. Well, the, we Democrats, we, we're good. We give you stuff for free. Republicans don't give you anything. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, so we're going to have to see what happens. By the way, there's an anti-Trump Republican group now backing vulnerable Democratic lawmakers. Don't, don't you just love this? They, and they say they're conservative. They're not. Everything that's going on in the country, none of it's good. What was it? Walgreens had to close six stores in San Francisco. Great piece by Victor Davis Hanson. San Francisco turned from paradise to purgatory. Why did they close the stores? Because people are pretty much legally allowed to steal up to $1,000 worth of crap. And you got people going into these stores that have very low margins. They don't make a lot on all the products. They deal with volume. They come out with $900 worth of stuff, and they're not getting arrested. Unbelievable. That That is your Democratic Party. No law and order. Those weren't riots, those 535 riots, thousands of cops injured, dozens of Americans dead. No, we only want to focus on the one riot, because it involved Donald Trump. And we're going to pack the commission with Trump haters. We're going to kick off Jim Jordan and Jim Banks. Okay, we'll put on Liz Cheney. Great. Unbelievable. By the way, interesting side note, Adam, what's his name, Kinzinger, that other anti-Trump Republican. Yeah, the Democrats like him so much, they're redistricting him out of his seat. He won't be there after the next election if that happens. Uh, anyway, we're going to have a uh, uh, Greg Jarrett is going to break down the Supreme Court court packing deal for all of us coming up. We have some covid news now. When you add all of this bad news to the economy and then you couple it with we're now we're now coming up on the max vaccine mandate period. Now, this is going to get interesting. Now, we now are hearing that thousands of nurses and and healthcare workers nationwide are willing to give up their jobs and get fired rather than get the shot. Now. Why don't we give a little extra consideration? This is what the problem I have with with one size fits all medicine. And this is not a debate about vaccine or not vaccine. Put that aside for a minute. For whatever reason, maybe they have a rare condition. Maybe they believe in natural immunity. But the people that in the middle of this covid shift show every day went into the hospitals, basically a covid Petri dish in terms of working conditions diving on one COVID grenade all day long after another to save our fellow Americans, many of them getting COVID as a result of it and suffering because of it. Now we're going to fire those people and just say, no, never mind. You're not vaccinated. You can't work here. I'm like, wow. 
and we're going to do it to our military. Now, our military people are willing to walk into war zones. Is there, is, it does, I thought we were told that if you got the vaccine, you protected yourself. Now we have the breakthrough cases. Well, Joe finally discovered that we've had it now for a year, monoclonal antibodies. You know, Ron DeSantis successfully deployed it when they had the Delta, Delta variant surge in Florida. Cases are down dramatically. It's not a problem anymore in Florida. Notice you don't hear about the attacks on Ron DeSantis and COVID now. He set up, you know, monoclonal antibody centers. We don't have a shortage of it. And Joe Biden just decides for the first time two and a half weeks ago, now he's going to ration it out because those Republicans are using it too much. They're using it to save lives. I, every doctor I've talked to says it's the number one therapeutic that we have to defeat COVID. And if it's taken early, every single person I know that's had the infusion got better quickly within 48 hours. Everyone. Now, that's anecdotal and I'm not a doctor. But at least if you know the word, what is that Regeneron thing that that idiot Hannity talks about or monoclonal antibodies or maybe you're fully vaccinated. You have a breakthrough case or you didn't get vaccinated. What's going to, you know, at least you can ask your doctor a smart question. I'm not your doctor. Go ask your doctor, but ask a smart question. Trying to give you the information so that you are well informed. Hundreds of thousands of U.S. troops now remain unvaccinated. We're going to deplete our army over this. We're going to deplete our military over this. The deadline's November 2nd. And, you know, look at Chicago, for example. Mayor Lightweight is about to pink slip 50% of the Chicago police force. Oh, that's going to be great for the homicide rate that we get every Monday. How many shootings in Chicago? 50, 60, 70. How many dead? 15, 20, whatever the number is. Fraternal Order of Police President is urging rank and file to defy Lightweight's order requiring police officers and their staff get vaccinated no later than today. Now, now, now we're going to defund, dismantle the police and then the remaining cops, for whatever reason, I'm not this is not a debate about vaccinating. They decide. I don't know anything about their medical condition or why they make the decision. But I'm just telling you what these people are saying they're going to do. Drivers, teachers, nurses, healthcare workers, our military, our police, our fire emergency workers. We're going to fire them all. Well, let's see how that works out for the economy. That ain't gonna that ain't gonna work out very well, I don't think. By the way, Biden now is going to restart Trump's Remain in Mexico policy because he lost in court. Whoopsie Daisy. Win one for one win for the good guys, finally. The Supreme Court forced Biden to resume the Remain in Mexico policy. They're planning on doing it sometime in May. Can they please resume the wall building and end this idiocy of catch and release and request forms that will you please show up in court, but you don't have to show up in court? Can we get rid of that, too? I know they're too busy thinking up, you know, ways to uh, lecture kids when they're not going to get their favorite Christmas presents this year. Oh, you're a late shopper. It's your fault. Oh, it's the we're not UPS. We're not FedEx. It's not our problem. It's your problem. Unbelievable.